is The Verse, a weekly dive into the cinematic universes and beyond. We'll dissect the latest episodes, films, and news all fans from veterans to news are dying to know more about. Now, here's our team of pop culture superheroes we call The Verse Squad. Welcome to The Verse. Welcome back to The Verse. As you may have noticed, we uh, skipped a couple of episodes to head home for the holidays. Off for fun, food, and festivities with friends and family. It's the most wonderful time of the year. At least that was the plan until that rogue solar flare put us off course. (laughs) And that, of course, sent us drifting into the tail of an ice meteor field, smashing a massive ice shard through our windshield. All because someone wanted to have an old-fashioned Christmas, picking the perfect time to put us on autopilot while refilling his, uh, rum, uh, spice, spice eggnog, spice eggnog. Uh, it was Lucas's idea. But it was you who wanted to hit the rum stash? None of that matters right now. With an ice shard meteor through the spaceship parader knocking out our heating core, the ship's control panel is frozen over. Not to mention us. We are never getting home for the holidays. Uh, I hope that's not the case. I wouldn't want to miss my annual bloody whip from winning that kiss the frozen flagpole bet. Guys, I, I sent on a beacon across the verse in search of a fix for the heat and remove that giant ice chunk so we can head home. This is terrible. The holidays are ruined. <sighs> well... While we're stuck here, with uh, no family, no friends, and no heat, um, I mixed up some eggnog from the rum stash. Or, not the rum stash. (laughs) Why would I get eggnog from the rum stash? Uh, Oh, this may take a while. No friends. Wow. Anyway, looks like Lucas already has a batch for us. So, yay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's it. I I made all these for you. Cheers! That's good. That's good. Wasn't this kind of cozy? Uh, but it still isn't home. I guess we're just gonna have to wait for the space mechanic. Please, sir, I'd like some more. Jeez, you're drinking all my rum- Hey, Lucas, it's the holidays. I meant- Jeez, you're drinking all of our rum. That's better. Wow, that was quick. The mechanic's here. That's no mechanic. That's a drunk stooge. Open the door! It's not a fit night for game show host or beast! Thanks for letting me in. But how dare you call me a drunk stooge? I'm drunk Wince Mockendale. Um, isn't it Wink? And what are you doing out here? How would I know? I'm two sheets to the wind. I'm just making my way around the verse. Spreading holiday cheer, looking for a little bit of rum. Got any rum in there? Oh, no, you don't. Out. Out! What do you mean, Mr. Humbug? No one does this to me. I'm Wince Mockendale. Lucas, he could die out there. Then he'd better do it and decrease the rum-drinking surplus population. Jeez, tough crowd. Okay, while we wait for the real mechanic, let's do something productive. Mm, What are you thinking? Well, we have been promising a ranking segment, so let's start today and grant our listeners Christmas wishes. Sounds good. Okay, I, I think what you're talking about is 
we promised ranking of the Disney Plus shows for Marvel, right? That's right. Yes. Phase four shows, Disney Plus. All right. So how we're going to do this is we're going to start with our number eight picks and work our way to our number one picks. We're all going to, we're going to start with eight. Everyone's going to take their turn saying, and if we have any grievances to air, we may do that since it is the festivus season. Is there like a prize if we win? If, if we, we win. stay warm, maybe I, like an iPad or something. I'll, I'll give you an extra rum <laughs> bottle. I don't know. Uh, I think you mean. I think you mean eggnog. Yes, that I, <laughs> I, 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 I didn't mean eggnog. That is exactly what I meant. Okay, all right. So I just want to start off before we rank anything to say that even though this is a ranking, it doesn't necessarily mean these shows are bad. Um, eh. And I wanted to start out for a reason that to, to preface it that way because I've been rewatching some of them and they've been messing with my ranking orders. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. So yeah. Anyway. Um. Yeah. Start uh, so we're starting with number eight. And I don't think anybody's gonna be shocked by my number eight pick because I've talked about how much I loathe this series so much. And Lucas, you said, "Oh, I know where you're going." You 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 just said that it doesn't necessarily mean that we think they're bad and. This is one of those exceptions that prove the rule. And I'm going with Loki season one because wow. it was not good. There were some great moments, but overall the show. Bah humbug. <coughs> no comment. Wow, that silence is definitely <laughs> nobody agrees, and I'm I no, am fine being on this. No, not my li- it's, it's not fine. my li- it's end fine. of the list. Uh, Loki's my number eight too. Oh, what? the rare, oh, the rare yeah. moment where Bridget and I agree on something. Yeah, okay. it's, well, I. Uh, so out of all eight of the series, like to me, I had to put it at number eight. I don't think it's not because I, I enjoyed it the least. Because there's other ones that I think I enjoyed less, but Loki is the least memorable for me. Like when I also agree with Loki. That. Loki's that one where I, when I was going through like putting down all the shows, I couldn't think of the eighth show, and it was Loki. So to me, to me, that was the kicker. And like, oh yeah, I forgot that was even on Disney Plus. So I'm sorry, Tom Hiddleston. I'm obsessed with you. How I could love the you, one with like, Tom Hiddleston? Be the one that's forgetful. <laughs> because it was well, just... Well, I didn't put it uh... as eight. For me, eight was She-Hulk. And the oh! reason being is that it it was the... It didn't stick the landing for me. Almost all the other shows at least felt like cohesive. Like they all told a cohesive story. And She-Hulk, even though had wonderful episodes and had some great moments, it just, for me, felt like it was the most disjointed. It was also my least best. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I still enjoyed it, but it's definitely, for me, the one that was the biggest mess out of all of them. Yeah. Even more than Loki. Yeah. I mean, we've we've talked about it to death on this podcast already, but, like, the tone was inconsistent, and I think that, like, for me, at least, the humor was pretty hit or miss. Mm-hmm. I appreciate what they were trying to do, though, and I, I applaud the their boldness. <laughs> if they do a second season of that and they actually did a procedural law show i would then probably like that show but i didn't totally love the show that they presented to us agreed yeah you know it's funny um because my number seven pick 
was She-Hulk for those exact reasons. Mm. Um, there were well, there were yeah. moments that I thought if they would have focused on that more than what they ended up focusing on, it would have led to a much better series. And I'm hoping that there is a season two and they uh, really course correct the ship. And then I'll, I'll I'll probably think much more highly of it. But um, that's my number seven. Well, I can already see that we're going to go way off the rails in today's discussion. Um, I sure hope so. Well, because She-Hulk is not my number seven, so Norm and I are already disagreeing. My number seven is, I feel like this is going to cause lots of issues, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Is it going to cause issues? I don't know. I don't know. I I, I never like to diss anything that involves something about Captain America, because I feel like Norm's going to grab the shield off the wall behind him and just go, throw it through the zoom. (laughs) But yeah, so for me, Seven is the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which was the first series, the first Mm Mark. Was it before WandaVision? No. Second. It was second? WandaVision came first? Oh, wasn't have, supposed um, to, but it ended up coming first. Oh, you're right. You were very right. Um, for me, I felt that that series was a bit boring for me. Um, I didn't love it that much. I think also, too, because Captain America and the Winter Soldier, like those films and those characters were never my favorite. They were kind of like lower tier for me. So I think like connecting to them wise, like I never was really connected to them in the films. So translating over to the series, it didn't really like help or hinder them for me. It was just kind of like, yeah, that was a good series, but it was nothing for me to write home about. Uh, Still a really well written, well put together series, but it was just kind of like, eh, you know, I enjoyed a lot of the other ones much more. So Emilia. that was also my seventh. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't really rock the boat. Thank you, Emilia. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and it's it's hard to say because I do really, really like Anthony Mackie um, and Sebastian Stan. <laughs> and I like them together, but I think the show as a whole just, like, didn't... Um... Yeah, I don't know. I, I think the, the the for me, I had like issues with how they like handled the villainy, and um, there was a lot of uh, like uh, there was a kind of like unacknowledged, uh, unacknowledged formally, um, will they, won't they <laughs> between um, the Winter Soldier and now Captain America uh, that I feel like was not entirely intentional, but maybe a little bit intentional. <laughs> Yeah. And I also, I think for that series, I was expecting, or at least hoping for more humor between Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie. I mean, it was there and they had a lot of great scenes, but I feel like for me, that's why I, I wanted think, to watch it because I wanted to I think just you should rewatch that because there's yeah, a bunch of humor in that. No, that there I think is, but for, me, for Bridget, me, you- uh, I don't know. It's See, just I have a lot of sexual tension. Yeah. I have a humor. I haven't rewatched it yet and i was planning on it because i ranked it higher we'll get to it later so for me number seven was what if uh which i really enjoyed that series but not every episode and again like i started thinking back of what i thought was like you know the things that resonated the most with me or the most tight that i really enjoyed the production value the things i appreciated about it is that it was all animated all different styles it looked amazing um but there's something also about how the what-ifs are cool because they're, they're little one-offs, but at the same time, they don't really affect the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe. 
So it's a fun distraction, but it doesn't really push any of the characters or stories forward. Granted, they did pull a little bit of it into uh, Doctor Strange, which I did appreciate. Uh, but, you know, for me, it was just like, yeah, that was cool, but I'm not really, I was not like, you know, super blown away by it. Yeah, you know, um, the What If series uh, and and the the thing that I agree with you, Lucas, on, it didn't have a really big impact other than, uh, I guess, giving glimpses into what uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing that, the two things that bothered me about the series was the fact that they couldn't use the same voice actors for that, you know, play the counterparts mm-hmm. that usually doesn't bother me, except for this is the Marvel universe. It seems like it was required almost. And then the other thing that bothered me, and this is, this is something good that actually co- counts as something bad against this series. And that is that some of these episodes were better than some of the series that they released. And I'm looking at the Marvel zombies episode as, as, mm-hmm. as my case in point. Also, I really loved bro Thor. Um, that was a very fun yeah, there episode. Was, I mean, there were good episodes and they're fun, but you know, for me, I, listen, I enjoyed it. So, like I said about She-Hulk, I enjoyed it. It was just lower on my list. Mm-hmm. And, this, and those are the reasons why. Well, yeah. And I bring that up because funny enough, number six for me was what if. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See, for me, my six was She-Hulk because it was one of those things I didn't dislike it, but as Lucas said earlier, um, kind of like you said with what if it kind of felt disjointed a little bit and you're not really sure what the benefit mm-hmm. of it was. I think that She-Hulk had a lot more potential um, and it could have gone, I think, further um, and pushed a little bit more boundaries than what it did. Still enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. I think it could have been funnier, truly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, as Emilia said, the humor... Some of it landed when it landed was great. Some of it didn't. Yeah. Uh, so it just wasn't completely effective yeah. at what it was trying to do. I did love um, like it being told from a female's perspective. I loved them dropping the idea of Tinder in there. I thought that whole thing was hysterical. Um, Charlie there, Cox coming in. There Daredevil, were that moments. was awesome. Bruce Banner. I am obsessed with the Hulk. Like it was a great mm-hmm. it, like there's so many great elements. And that's why I'm like. Like, they had so many incredible moments that I'm like, this could have, if they just, you know, reworked it a little bit, mm-hmm. did a little bit yeah. more, spent more time writing and Maybe a few more everything. episodes and maybe more character-driven yeah. stuff with I, I the think it ensemble. Been, it yeah. would have landed uh, mm-hmm. a ton better. So for me, that's my number six for all those reasons. Yeah. With with She-Hulk, you know, uh, I agree completely with Lucas and Emilia what they said earlier, which is that. There were really great moments and really great pieces. They just didn't stick the landing. That's why I mm-hmm. I went with it at seven instead of eight because I, in, until I see Loki season two, it's staying down there. It's staying down there as eight, and She Hulk cannot surpass it until I see season two. Yeah. Or it cannot pass She Hulk. I guess you would say. Yeah. How about you, Emily and Lucas? What was your number six? Uh, so my number six was Hawkeye, because <laughs> I just, I, I'm sure he's great in the comics, but I just don't care that much about Hawkeye. <laughs> it's nothing against Jeremy Renner. I like Jeremy Renner. Hawkeye's a little, it's a little boring. So I rewatched Hawkeye, so and it I. actually kicked it up my list. Yeah. It, it it was lower on my list than rewatching it. I said, hmm, "Same." You know what? <laughs> this is better than I realized. Yeah, um, uh, 
Um, and uh, what I have you. not rewatched yet is Loki. So that is number six for me. It just beat out What If because there were things I really enjoyed on it. Like I, I, if you remember when we reviewed it, I really liked the style of Loki. Like the visual style of it, it was kind of like a horror film. How they shot a lot of it. The, the they were pulling from a lot of, you know, h- hardcore sci-fi stuff that I grew up reading. So there was definitely elements of Loki I really enjoyed. Tom Hiddleston's always fun, and that episode where we got all the Lokis was just such madness and was so much fun Alligator that you know Loki. it definitely ranked higher than uh, What If and She Hulk for me. Nice. With croaky. Croaky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, you guys have already all said it, but for me, uh, my number five is what if. Um, and I think if a couple of the episodes were better, this would actually be higher up my list for me. But this is kind of middle of the ground because, again, didn't love every episode. But what if zombies? What if, if Doctor Strange lost his heart instead of his hands? And then... What if the world lost its mightiest heroes? Those three episodes are my absolute favorite. They are, I think, just superb. The zombies yeah. is hysterical. It's scary. It has just like the perfect for me, the perfect combination of humor and horror. Um, the ant, the headless Ant Man is just Chef's kiss, like so funny. Uh, the Doctor Strange episode is just so dark and so gut-wrenching and so sad, but so well-written. I could watch that episode ten times over. I remember watching my mom. We were both in tears. And then the, the If the World Lost Its Mightiest Heroes, it was one of those um, like old-school type crime episodes. New- like film noir. Film yeah. noir. Black Definitely and white. Noir. It, was a, it was very good, suspenseful, and it was a big plot twist. You really had no idea where the episode was going. So, you know, it's like a third of the episodes were fantastic. The other, you know, the other two thirds were, you know, okay. Can't really complain about them. Um, sure. But yeah, for me, that was yeah, I mean, ground. And also, this is the series that surprised. <laughs> right. But also, this is the series that surprised me that I enjoyed more than I thought I, I would. I wasn't really looking forward to it. And then mm-hmm. I, like, I ended up just loving a handful of those episodes which I still go back and rewatch because I just think they're so good. And as you said, this is your number five. Yeah, like, my number five, five yeah. Me. Okay. I think I'm going to start catching some heat here because number five is, is a little controversial. Uh, I'm putting Ms. Marvel at number five. And I know, <laughs> I, yeah, I will say, I, I know I know that seems uh, a, little, a little heated but um, or a hot take, but the truth is, as a longtime comic fan and uh, as a longtime comic fan of Kamala Khan in uh, the Ms. Marvel comics, it was the show that strayed the most from the comics for me. And while that's not necessarily a bad thing, in this in this instance, they changed just a little bit too much of who she was. And it bothered me just a little bit more than it probably should have. I'm not taking away anything from the story. It was fantastically written, especially... Uh, the the later episodes, um, but the fact that I, I'm an older white guy who uh, did not care about the, like the first two episodes being like a junior high high school drama, that kind of hurt it in, on my ranking. And the fact that they changed just a little bit too much uh, brings it down to number five, which is still respectable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's Ms. Marvel lands well, I would there for me. I'd say the same thing about Falcon and the Winter Soldier being my number five, which is. I enjoyed it. In fact, I really probably need to rewatch it because it might have influenced my rankings. Uh, but I do remember really liking the action scenes. 
got a little frustrated at times with uh, some of the storytelling, but we, we got Zemo back, who's like a great anti-hero. Uh, Sharon Carter Zemo was a little cut. confusing, and I'm, I'm waiting to see what they do with her character because that was also did, like stuck in my crawl yeah. a little bit. I was like, it wasn't entirely sure I liked what they did with her. Uh, but, you know, it was good, and Anthony Mackie is awesome to see him set up, f- uh, especially the idea that I feel like this show, more than almost any other one, was more of a setup for the greater MCU. Uh, a lot of the other sh- shows have played into it, obviously. Like, Miss Marvel's going to play hugely into the Marvels. Uh, but, you know, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, for me, felt like it was what they should be doing with these TV shows, which is really introducing characters, introducing more backstory and characterization. But at the same time, you know, good show, but it didn't make the top of my list. Yeah, so my number five pick is also controversial because it's also Miss Marvel. <laughs> oh, interesting. Uh, <laughs> I... This is shock. shocking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm also surprised, <laughs> like myself, even though it's my ranking. But because um, it's weird, like it had like everything about it is good. Like it is well written, it is well acted, it's imaginative and fun. Um, but like it just, I don't know if it's the the junior highness of it. Um didn't click for me (laughs) or if I felt like or maybe I felt like there was more potential there I remember feeling like the villains of the story could have been more like they were just a little bit simplistic and maybe we'd been like spoiled by actually decent villains lately (laughs) in MCU Um, and so or maybe it's just the time that I watched it you know it could very well be that I rewatch it and yeah I haven't done a rewatch in this Marvel either so you know, I, I definitely need to do it. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm actually not as excited to rewatch it. I want to watch a few episodes of it. There's like three episodes I really want to watch from it. But I'm like, I don't know if I want to watch, sit down and watch the entire season again, which says something about it. But anyway. Um. Okay, so that's number five. Uh, We're halfway through our rankings, guys. All right, so who's... Oh, wait a second, Bridget. Did you hear that? That was There's a knock at the door. Huh? No, there's not. Yeah. Yeah, there's a knock. Duh, it has to be the mechanic. Mm, okay, whatever. Um, you said the mechanic's at the door? Uh, that's awesome. That's great. No. The voice is out Christmas caroling. <laughs> he sounds wonderful. Um, okay. You mean, you mean, you mean the voice as in like that game show? Yeah. Yeah, the voice with Simon Cowell or whoever. Um, Blake Shelton. Oh, excuse me. Hey, Lucas. What's up, buddy? Uh, just walking in to wish you and yours a happy holiday. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not going to see my family. It's just the squad. Lucas, you missed the point. The squad is... Who are you talking to? I told you, the voice is out Christmas caroling. Bah! Humbug. It's cold outside. Plus, there's no one out there. Bye, buddy. I hope you find your dad. Mm, that was weird. Okay, let's get back to the ranking. So, I think you guys have already all mentioned this one. Uh, but my number four is Hawkeye. So, this was actually mm. lower on my list. And then I said, okay, it's Christmas time. Let's rewatch it. Because Hawkeye is set in, you know, New York City Christmas time. And this just, like, jumped, like, three spots for me. Like, this was a very well-put-together series. 
it hit so right for me last year during the holidays and I hadn't watched it since last year so it kind of just kind of fell on the back burner um and then I rewatched it and I'm like no this series is really good I love the action I really like Haley Steinfeld I just think she was so fresh in the series I thought she was funny um mm-hmm. I loved I love Yelena um I think get she's Yelena an amazing back. character yeah, exactly. I'm so excited to get more of her um and I, honestly, what I loved about this is I felt that we finally got, I would say, maybe some closure for Hawkeye. He was kind of one of those original Avengers that didn't get a ton of screen time. He's the only one that really doesn't have their own movie. So I loved spending, like, several episodes with him. It was the most time we've ever really spent with him individually. Uh, and I'm so excited to see how his wife plays into the future of the MCU with her background or so we think with shield uh I'm very excited for that um and again it's it was kind of fun to see you know an Avenger after in retirement sort of you know everyone else kind of had a very heroic ending um and I think Hawkeye was the only one who really didn't get this like big ending I, I mean I guess the Hulk but the Hulk is the Hulk and that's a different scenario like Hawkeye's human Um, and he just, you know, wants to be with his family. And I just think that, I don't know, there's something to be said for that. And it was just a very good feel good series without, you know, sacrificing action and drama. I just think it was very Mm -hmm. well done, except for the freaking Avengers musical. If I could (laughs) eliminate that completely. On my rewatch, I was like, what do they have as the post credits? Oh, yeah. (laughs) You're like, I did not not need to see this again. (laughs) Well, my my number four was Miss Marvel. Uh, for all the reasons we mentioned already, but uh, that, you know, I thought it was mostly a great series. Uh, I found the first, it's funny, Norm, you were saying how the first uh, couple episodes with the teen stuff, I'm like, the style and energy of those first two episodes are so fun. And I would totally rewatch that like in a heartbeat. Um, in the in the middle of the series, it, you know, as you were saying, Emily, like when they introduce like the, the knife guys, whatever, uh, you know, didn't really catch my interest but uh and the and the finale didn't seem great but at the same time i love the family dynamic so i'd watch it again just for that um and i'm i'm not beholden to the comics because i never read them so i I really love the introduction of uh kamala khan like for me that was her her character was a wonderful introduction of her character so it's only ranked as number four for a lot of the extraneous extraneous stuff i just mentioned but i still think that show has a ton of heart and that's why it was up towards the top of my list uh, number four and that's what i think about miss marvel as number four so i had what if as number four and i think that that's like like miss marvel and what if i could see those two switching places quite easily um but i think what if i just I, like i really loved the animation style and i was bummed out that they couldn't get all the voice actors for everyone um that that would have like made it a lot better but the the stories were really creative even if they didn't all land and i think i'm also like kind of quite amenable to like an anthology type series so that just really worked for me and the i do feel it worked it's odd comparing that show to all the other ones like that would have ranked higher but it's just so different you know what i mean so for me it was hard to compare it uh that's why i almost felt bad putting it way down on my list near at seven because it's it's such an a bold interesting idea but at the same time i'm like i just can't consider it 
you know, more cohesive than the other ones. If, if there was an anthology series that was live action, I'd probably consider it the same, right? Where I'm like, I'm glad they did it. I love those things. I'll always tune in. But, you know, yeah, I for me, it, it definitely ranked lower because of that. Yeah. Yeah. I also wonder if like it being anthology was, I don't know, helpful in a way, because I feel like the whole... Like every it, series is, is cohesive within itself, but then also with the broader universe, and that can be a little overwhelming, over and over again. <laughs> well, I hope they make more of them, but at the same time, like you know, again, quality-wise, I, although I have to admit the the, the animation, I just, I almost would have just ranked it mm-hmm. higher just so they to convince Marvel to do more animated stuff, <laughs> but whatever. Yeah. Um. So number four for me uh, is actually the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and I think. I think you guys really should rewatch it because uh first off it is the only the, the the only Marvel series that really focuses on the blip and what happened and the aftermath and the chaos of what would happen when half the world's population disappears and then reappears and uh I found that obviously very enthralling. I also love the fact of how Anthony Mackie's um Sam's journey to uh, not wanting to be Captain America into becoming Captain America, I thought was really well done. It was very, it was, it was very well done and very much like the comics, which also fills me with joy. Uh, We got Zemo dancing. Uh, (laughs) The only reason why I'm knocking it down a few pegs and it's not higher is because of what they did with Sharon Carter. Hopefully that gets amended later and maybe this will, uh, might jump up. I don't. I don't know because I really like my top three, and I feel very strongly about them. But I thought. I thought this was a great series. It had everything it needed to, and it was the most Marvel-like of the series that came out. I think. And I, I think if that would have, if this would have came came out a little later than all the rest, I think people would have saw it as more of a breath of fresh air. Like, oh, here's classic Marvel. Ah, okay, yeah. And then go back to the things. I think that was something that might have hurt it a little bit, but. That's why number four for me. Yeah, that's fair. That's a good point about the themes, because I agree the themes were really, really interesting, maybe more interesting than most of the other series. But and I will say I just had trouble with execution. Right. And I personally and I will say Carly Morgenthal was probably my favorite villain of of the series, to be honest. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, same. And I, for me, it's like same until she took a hard nosedive <laughs> into like obvious villainy. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it could have, it was a little sudden, but at the same time, I, I thought it was, I thought it was still done well enough, especially well, towards her end. Well, now we're gonna move into the top three. Top we'll three. See if the claws come out. I highly doubt it, but you never know. You never know. <laughs> I don't think any of us are going to agree on the top. I three highly spots. doubt Let's it. Um, so mine number three is Moon Knight. Um, and I will say that one, two, and three for me, it was kind of hard. I, I've probably switched the places of them about three or four times now. Uh, but I've settled a number three for Moon Knight. Uh, I think that... This was an incredible series. I I have nothing bad to say about it. I think what I really loved, and I and when we get to my number one, it's kind of probably the same reason, but like the song, the opening song, 
of Moon Knight. And it's like, when I start to wake up, yada, yada, yada. Mm. That became the best TikTok trend when this series <laughs> came out. And it was such, it was so funny to see it on social media and see a lot of fans getting into it, even non-Marvel fans. Um, I thought this was really, it was a really scary show. Very scary. Probably the mm. scariest of the Marvel series easily i even thought it was a little bit scarier points than um multiverse of madness so i think that says something moments of the series visually stunning like when they reverse the night sky the stars out in the desert i've never seen something more beautiful and honestly too this dealt with a very heavy topic um i mean we're talking Mm -hmm. multiple personality disorder but we're talking real trauma you know that people face and experience even as children and, I mean, talk about horror, but, like, that was probably the darkest part of this series. Um, yeah. And so, for me, that's probably why it goes to number three, because you, you don't really leave the show feeling, like, super good about yourself. You'd be like, oh, man, that was that was a lot. I mean, like, it really just brought a lot of stuff to light and brought a lot of stuff to the surface. Um, and, I mean, I, I, Oscar Isaac is awesome. Like, I'm so excited that he's in the MCU. I loved him in the Star Wars series. He's a phenomenal actor. I don't even know who casted him, but they freaking struck gold in this series. By the way, wasted potential in the Star Wars oh, series. Wasted potential in the X-Men series. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, but he's yeah. awesome. You know, you, you know Bridget, you, you said uh, that it's the, your top three was really hard, and I feel the same way. My top three was really hard to rank. But oddly enough, Moon Knight did come in at number three for me as well. It is beautifully done. I absolutely loved, uh, you know, I talked about how they changed uh, Ms. Marvel a little too much from the comic books. But I felt they did that in a, a weird and odd way. Whereas in Moon Knight, the changes they made were beautifully done. The way they they came about explaining his multiple personality disorder, uh, the the trauma that he faced as a child, and then what he had to go through and... And how Steven reemerged after all those years, I thought was beautifully told. I don't know if, uh, I think other actors could have done better, or not, I'm sorry. I don't know if any actor, other actors could have done better than Oscar Isaacs. And of course, uh, we also get uh, Ethan Hawke in this, who does an amazing job as well. So those two alone made this series so amazing. And I can't believe I'm putting it in at number three, but. <laughs> That's where I am clocking in and at is number three. So I agree with you, Bridget. Wow. Norm and I have agreed twice already. Twice. This is Weird. way more than has ever happened in the history of the verse. <laughs> this is, I mean, there it's a, is. It's a Christmas miracle. I mean, Christmas miracles are, are real, right? I guess is what you're saying. Uh, Emily, what was your number three? It was not Moon Knight. Ah! <laughs> it is feel like I need to pull out a microphone. It was Loki. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. I, I'm, not Loki. Loki. I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked at all. Loki's gotten bashed enough. She's a Hiddle I fan. Love she defended. Loki. It's not just that, although, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I loved the tone. Um, I loved the, the, the kind of inspiration that it drew from. And just, like, for me, I'm like, who doesn't love a story about two idiots running around at the end of time talking about love and death. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Norm doesn't. Um, Norm does not. <laughs> and it's like, I just, 
I felt like it, it spanned a couple of things. You know, it, it introduced us to the, the time, the TVA peoples. <laughs> time there. Time variance authority. Variance authority, thank you. <laughs> um, and we got to like go to a couple different times, timelines, and it just felt like this really fun creative thing that doesn't usually get to happen quite like that in the Marvel universe universe. And it helped recapture like some of that like fun fantasy sci-fi feel from the old Thor movies that, you know, isn't really there anymore with Taika Waititi, which is not a bad thing per se, depending some, you know, it's a mixed thing. (laughs) It's a mixed bag for sure. (laughs) But we also got Kang, right? We we got one of the best villains. Like you were saying, Jonathan majors. Yeah. The introduction of Kang. There is a lot about him. No, no, no. Hold on. First off, the best villain in Loki was not Kang, not even close. It was Miss Minutes, and let's oh, not and okay. let's not pretend Minutes-y? otherwise. Strong, right? <laughs> and also, strong. we didn't yeah. get Owen Wilson on a jet ski, and that was just yeah. Like no, big that's my big complaint about Loki. That's the dude two. never got his rug back, and Owen Wilson never got his jet ski. Those are two things in cinematic history that will go that you're just like you missed it, man. Missed you guys it. missed that's the a, opportunity. See, that's a meme that they planted that they're going to harvest in season two. We'll see. Sure. I predict. <laughs> but well, uh, I would have ranked it higher if the um, if there hadn't been... I, I thought it was kind of weird that Loki and Sylvie um, are, are in love. I don't love that. And I would have liked um, just a little bit... Be, to be a little bit more daring with them revealing that Loki is bisexual but, or pan or whatever. <laughs> but of course, only Loki would love himself. Yes. Yeah, I don't. If know. If I had an opportunity to love really myself, himself. I would. I didn't say okay. I enjoy it. I, just I think said, I said this when we reviewed Loki. <laughs> if there, if there was a male version of myself that walked into my universe, I'd probably you did be say this. You I, yeah. did say this. Yeah, yeah. I, so hashtag relatable. Okay, I could understand I, that. I'm pretty I, awesome, I was, so I would probably love I, to be in love with myself. <laughs> I was really hoping we were not going to revisit this chestnut, but here it is, <laughs> like the ghost of Christmas past. Chestnuts <laughs> roasting on an open fire. <laughs> it's well, that's a, a perfect idea. I just a, I don't know how I like. Them, it's a perfect transition to my number three, which is Hawkeye. Nice. The Christmas show. Uh, all the things we said earlier about Hawkeye. It it's better on a second watch. Honestly, a lot of the little Easter egg things you don't notice on the first watch, and so it's a lot of fun watching it again for a second time, and which is cool because it's a holiday show. I'll be watching it probably seasonally. Uh, and the thing that really impressed me on this second watch through was that, one, the themes are all there. The, the Like you said, Bridget, the wrap-up of Hawkeye, giving him some closure, but at the same time uh, introducing his wife, who I'm a huge fan of, Linda Cardellini. And so she's, I'm assuming, going to be in Secret War, so they kind of tease that. And then, uh, but truly just the introduction of Kate Bishop is she's just such a wonderful addition to the MCU. And she got to shine in this series. I appreciate her even more the second time watching it through. The action scenes are incredible. And they don't have a huge budget, but I rewatching it, I was like, damn, how did they film some of this stuff? It just looks really well done. The car chase scene in the Christmas lot. Um, So yeah, this one for me, it was like, I think it was too down further. Like, because I was like, oh, it's good, but whatever. And then I knocked it up two spots after rewatching it. And I was like, I have a feeling this one is going to endure. I feel like it's something that's going to be rewatched often. I agree 100%. I think the rewatchability of that particular show pushes it up to my number two spot 
Uh, honestly, it is it is really good on rewatch. I cannot stress how well uh, not only uh, the Kate Bishop and the uh, the Yelena, uh relationship worked the second time I watched. It, I was like, wow, that mm-hmm. did that hit that well the first time? And I think it did. And I just forgot. It did. We talked about it. Yeah, on the show. And, and, and like I was like, oh my god, it's so good. I really like um, Jeremy Renner being the basically the John McClane of this in mm-hmm. a way. I'm just trying to get home to my kids and and stuff like that. I, I really enjoyed that aspect. It's got some wonderful holiday vibes, and it brings D'Onofrio back as Kingpin, which I absolutely loved. I think you guys remember me like losing my mind over the fact mm-hmm. that he was back, which meant because I, I was like, that means Charlie Cox is coming back, and it happened. Yeah. We also get the introduction of Echo, yep. uh, which is really cool. It's very emotional. I mean, the, the show does a really good job of of being really silly and goofy, but then getting very yeah. serious and dramatic, and the drama works. The, both does. of those things work, and that kind of having that balance is what I'm always looking for, in, whether it's Marvel or any TV show. It's just looking for something that's going to be entertaining, but then also I feel something for. Yeah, and I, I bring up the fact that the only re- reason I ranked this above Moon Knight was because of the rewatchability. It is highly... Every every Christmas, I will be rewatching this. I know that for a fact. Wow. Well... I will say that one and two for me, I said one, two, and three, but one and two, I think, is where my switchy swatchy came in a bunch of times. <sighs> okay, this is going to be, this is so hard. But for me, number two is Miss Marvel. Okay, um, I loved this series, and I think more so than, like, Norm and Lucas, um, I found Kamala to be probably one of the most relatable characters I've seen on the screen in the Marvel universe. Um, as Norm talked about, I read the comics in college. I was very familiar with her character. Um, and even though they didn't go off, like they didn't stay comic accurate, I loved seeing her character come to life on screen. I thought the graphics were stunning. I just thought it looked beautiful. It was so light. Um, I, and I can't say how much I love the family dynamic of this show, how much it focused on her relationship between her and her parents, between her and her brother and the community. Um, I just, I found that beyond relatable more so than like her age and what she was into. It was that mm-hmm. dynamic that to me just like really tugged at the heartstrings. I'm very close with my parents. I'm very close with my sister. Um, and just many of the problems that she was facing you know like or just a lot of regular teenage problems but a lot of it stemmed from her relationships with her family and i have gone through very similar situations and so for me i just i loved that um and i don't think i had a single bad thing to say about this show it just was so fresh so light-hearted I just, I just loved it. And it made me feel very empowered, you know, seeing a young girl become a superhero. Um, it was awesome. And again, I loved how they really touched on religion in this. Um, really the first time they've done that in, in the MCU. And I just think that spoke a thousand words. Um, and that was really mm-hmm. awesome to see. Yeah, the only other show to do it wasn't in the MCU yet. It's the Dare. We yeah, talked about Daredevil. it on the yeah. podcast. Daredevil is the only other show that's done it, and yeah. So it was that was actually I didn't even think about that for another reason for a good rewatch. Yeah. But by the way, uh, I do give bonus points to uh, Ms. Marvel for having the most comic book accurate uh, 
costume. costume. Uh, the only person who came close in these series was Anthony Mackie's version of Captain America. So mm. Kamala gets a gold star. What about She Hulk? Um, she Hulk. She Hulk's had more com- uh, outfit changes than Wolverine in the comic books. So uh, it's hard hard to rank it there. Well, uh, my number two, which I feel like notably hasn't been mentioned yet. <laughs> I think I'm going to mention it next. <laughs> is WandaVision uh which i you know i it i thought i, th- I thought it was going to be hard pressed to knock it out of first place but um something did and <laughs> and i think just WandaVision it hit so hard in that moment it hit so right and it was so perfect and it's enjoyable still to rewatch for me until you get to the finale <laughs> Okay, so it's my number two as well for the, everything you said. Like it was such a a wonderfully weird and fun show. Matt Shackman, who I'm a big fan of as a director, he directed that series. It's just everything about that show was like one of the best things I think they've done. Except that towards the end, like it, once they tipped it out of the weirdness into like a traditional Marvel show, then it kind of just lost a few points. That's why it's not at number one. But really, it was just such a breath of fresh air. Those first few episodes were just, I was like, yeah. I didn't know I was watching a Marvel show. It was so weird. And you uh, really got to see Paul Bettany just crush it. Absolutely crush it. I mean, it. just he just had so much fun on that show. And then, um, and honestly, the, the Scarlet Witch, I was never like a huge fan of that character until the show which really teased up her villainous turn in Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange not, would not have been nearly as interesting except that they, we got to watch her have an entire show where we get to explore her character. 100% agree. And obviously, Bridget and I have not mentioned this show, so that's obviously our number one picks. Wait, correct? we need to take a pause. We need to take a pause. Someone call Santa Claus because this is... The biggest Christmas miracle to happen in the history three, of three. Shows. And you agree Norm and I are one. agreeing three times. <laughs> three times. Oh my god! It is the season the, the, of the good ghost cheer. of Christmas past, present, and future have <laughs> arrived? Wow! And and it's in in the form of Bridget and I agreeing. No, it. The thing is, is I really wanted to rank this lower because I will say on rewatches. I, it doesn't hit as well as it did the very first time, and it's because I know the I know the smoke and mirrors. I know yeah. I know he's I, I I know there's a mirror there that's showing me, and and while all that is true, I had that first watch through and it happening during the pandemic and everything that was hitting mm-hmm. and all the gossip and all the what ifs that people were putting online, I could not overrule that and take it out of first place. I really couldn't, mm-hmm. and I wanted to. I'm not lying when I say I really wanted this not to be there. Paul Bettany was amazing. Lucas, you're you're dang right. He was amazing. I loved him yeah. in this entire thing. I too did not care about Scarlet Witch until this series. Even in the yeah. comic mm-hmm. books, I agree with you. I did not care. Now I do. Uh 100% agree. I think this show made Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness that much better, more so than what if did when they introduced the fact that there is multiverses and that, you know, uh, there's a do- evil Doctor Strange out there. I found this, all of that put together, and even though it doesn't hit as hard on second, third rewatches, I still have to put it at number one, just because. Well, and it's funny that you say that, Norm, because 
although I don't think the rewatches are as good, I rewatched this series the most. And like Norm said, I did not want to put this series at number one. I did not. But there has nothing has even come close to that experience of watching it through the first time. The excitement, the anxiety between each episode. Um, I have never felt more connected to the Marvel Cinematic Universe online with other fans. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but this show benefited from a weekly rollout. Oh, 100%. But also, too... You know who's saying that. Also, too, I think because each episode, the style was so different, and they were mimicking, Mm -hmm. you know, the time periods of television. I love the starting in the 50s, 60s, 70s, every Mm -hmm. time period. So it made it feel like its own, like... Like, each episode was different. You know what I'm saying? Like, it felt so Mm -hmm. good individually. Spaced them out. Um, And, like, I just, I can't say enough good things. Like, this, like, show is perfect. Like, literally almost perfect. I think the finale could have done better. But honest to God, uh, I don't even know if a TV show could ever replicate what it was like watching this through the first time. I've never had that experience. You did not watch Game movie. of Thrones the first time through. No, obviously did not. Obviously did not. Season, but yeah. nothing has ever come close to me for this. Um, and for that reason, like I, I had to keep it at number one. I mean, like I still have the biggest smile across my face talking about this series because it just, it did so well, much. It's funny good. you guys keep saying that though, because that's not my number one. Yeah, I know. Same. For me, Moon Knight was the best experience I had. So it's funny, Bridget, what you said, like, I don't know, it's just such a downer at the end. I'm like, oh, that's why I love it. It's like, it's, 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 you me, like it's, feeling it's depressed. Really, <laughs> an, no, for me, it's, it's, it was an incredible indie action film done with a Marvel budget. Uh, like you said, all those filmmaking moments where suddenly you'd be like the cars driving backwards and like, you know, just he used all these filmmaking techniques to, to for the writers and the directors of that, that it just... It was the most effective show I've watched. And honestly, part of me is sad it wasn't a movie because I think it would have made an incredible character-driven movie. But at the same time, it's better for what it is. And and it's the one show that consistently every single episode of it is good for me. Mm -hmm. And... uh, and I love the ending of it, like what they did with the character and as one of the best villains, because we talk about who are the best villains of the season. For me, Ethan Hawke, I was really sad to see him get killed at the end because I wanted more of him. I just I feel like it, it, it was the most unique and impressive show of, of the, out of all of these that really left its mark with me. And it was partly because of Oscar Isaac's performance uh, and what they really did with that. I just didn't, as you said, uh, Bridget, how... Uh, you know, I can't remember which one you said was like, oh, Miss Marvel for you is the one that you were like, I couldn't believe it affected me so much. And that's how I felt about Moon Knight. Like it was for me the one that hit, came out of nowhere. I had almost no interest in really watching it. I just didn't care. I had no, no dog in that fight. And afterwards, it was the most like impressive one of the whole series for me. You know, if there was a bad episode in that series, I would have argued, I would have agreed with you that I would have loved to have seen yeah. it as a movie. But no, this worked absolutely yeah. perfectly no, it's as a great. series. It's, it's exactly and, what it should be. And I, I didn't say this before, but I actually felt guilty putting it as number three. I really mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. But no. I'm sticking to my guns. I mean, it was, it was the, on the top ones, like you, you could... You could give a reason for me to like switch them around, but like I said, this one for me resonated the most, the one I enjoyed the most. Uh, so I'll gladly give it the number one spot. Yeah. So it looks like we fell into two camps, <laughs> like in terms of similarity, because like Lucas and I had fairly similar lists too. Mm-hmm. And then there's a third camp that's just me holding a banner out for Loki. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You you but are like... you are on that island alone. <laughs> but my my number one was also Moon Knight. And nice. I can't believe we agree on that. I mean, I think it's like for all of the same reasons. Like I, um, 
I like depressing stuff <laughs> because it, I don't, I don't think it makes me feel depressed. Uh, I don't know what it is exactly. If it feels relatable or like resonant or something, but this is like the one show, in my opinion, that kept getting stronger as it mm-hmm. went on. Um, and you know, Oscar Isaac. Yeah. And it really had something to say about, you know, mental health and, and trauma and forgiveness and forgiving yourself. I mean, it just had a lot packed into it yeah. that I think a lot of the other shows are, you know, just either not interested in exploring or would rather not because mm-hmm. of, as you mentioned, can be really dark and, you know, sad. But yeah, I mean, it, and also this, the style of it was just so on point, just, you know. Yep. It just felt like an indie film to me, as opposed to like a Marvel production. You know, you know, bonus points to Moon Knight. Of all these series, I think Moon Knight's the only one that actually moved me to tears. Actual, mm-hmm. actual tears. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a good season. It Everybody, was. anybody who says Phase Four is, you know, has has been humdrum or not good. I'm like, are you guys crazy? Like, no, the television rewatch, stuff has been, rewatch. Yeah, the television stuff has been really. All, it, it's been a panoply. It's like all these, it can be good, it can be bad. It's been a lot. Like you got to explore so many different universes and characters. It's been a real benefit to the MCU, I think, having all these shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you can call it, you could maybe call it like a mixed bag because I felt like it, there were so many different yeah. kinds of things and not everybody's going to like all of them. Obviously, look at our list. We're <laughs> like, we're I don't think place. any of us had a, a, a list that matched. Granted, Obviously, Bridget and Norm are a little more simpatico. They obviously like the same things. Can't but, you know, it still. again, it was all different orders and things, you know. It's anyway. okay. I think Norm and Impressive. I are more similar, but we just don't want to admit and it. you'd like to admit? <laughs> yeah. I think our big departure is the robots. I think that's that's the point yeah. of contention here. But yeah. um, we should probably remind everyone what our lists were. Uh, oh, yeah. Let's go through So, um Let's just, let's start let's do this alphabetically. So Bridget On the eighth day of Christmas my true love gave to me Loki No, I'm not gonna do this to you guys. Uh, <laughs> right, so Loki God. with number eight. Falcon and the Winter Soldier number seven. Then She Hulk, What If, Hawkeye, and Top Three, Three Two One, Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, WandaVision. I need some time because I accidentally deleted my list just now. <laughs> I have to recreate it. <laughs> uh, so for for my list, starting at number eight, She-Hulk, What If, Loki, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Miss Marvel, Hawkeye, WandaVision, then Moon Knight. So my list was uh, also starting from the bottom. She-Hulk, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Hawkeye, Ms. Marvel, what if Loki, WandaVision, and Moon Knight? So we had three of the same as well. Eight, two, and one. Damn. Hey. Consistency. And for me, <laughs> uh, number eight was Loki. Uh, seven was She Hulk. Six, What If? Five, Ms. Marvel. Four, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Three, Moon Knight. Two was Hawkeye. And one was WandaVision. Well, guys, it's Christmas Eve, and it's getting a little bit late, so I guess we're not going home for the holidays. <sighs> Looks like we're going to be forgotten again. I guess the solar storm was too much for him. Wait a minute. What? Do you guys hear that? It, is it... Is it... Is it Captain America? He's on the moon, so he's got to be close. 
Is it Hanukkah Harry? Is it my boy? My boy? <gasps> no, it's Santa! <gasps> Look, and you can see Rudolph's nose leading the way! didn't you stay there? Norm. I mean, you're back. Bert. Great. Hey, oh, hey. Now nobody make a move. My name is Detective Joey Soprano. I've been deep undercover, posing as your cockney robot friend, Bert. I've been investigating some misdeeds on the ship. Wait a minute. You're not Bert. Why, actually, I is. Watch this. Well, ain't that hanging loose with the old baby roof. It's me, your old friend, Bert. Cheerio, blokes. Bert, what's going on here? I'll tell you what's going on here. Turns out your old pal Norm over there has been scheming after the death of Cronsworth. He's been planning to kill off all of them. Oops. Did I accidentally hit Detective Joey Soprano in the noggin with the coal shovel? Um, sorry, I was adding more coal to the fire. We um, have a fire? Hey everyone, look! That accidental blow to the head? I think it's resetting his processor. Well, hello, hello, hello. It's me, your old boy Bert. Bert? Bert? It is you! Oh, it's a holiday miracle. Now, who else would it be? You're so acting like you ain't saved me and a sticking wake. And what's up with all them bunny ears in your minced pies? Huh? What I'm asking is, why you got all them tears in your eyes? Do you remember anything? You were just talking in a strange accent, uh, saying something about Norm and a crime? Crime? Now oh, there ain't been no crimes committed here in the old verse. All that there's bollocks. It's probably just a tad bit of overwriting by your producer, Filmstock. If I were you, I'd remind him this is just a stinking podcast after all. <laughs> and as for Norm, that low-down scheming nook, well, it's the holidays. He's a-okay in my book. Uh, I never thought he was such a bad robot at all. Really? Glad to have you back, Bert. Thanks, John. Now let's get this ship defrosted. Already on it. I have a portable heater blasting it. Turns out it's powered from jellied eels. <laughs> uh, I should have this iced up satellite defrosted in no time, and then we can seal the hole and head home. Thanks, Emilia. That was quick thinking. Sure was. She's pretty great, right? Emilia? Huh? But you're over there. Uh, uh, shh. Uh, you know, no, Lucas, maybe it's time to lay off the rum. <laughs> you're right. I guess I'm seeing double. That reminds me, Emilia. This is the season of sharing. I should share this rum. And I know just the game show host to share it with. Get in here, Wink, and share a bowl of holiday cheer. And rum. It looks like somebody's heart grew three sizes this day. Cheers. Well, darling, it looks like emulation I have us defrosted. And a few tick-tocks of the old dickery duck. Now that's what I call a Merry Christmas and a Happy Ending. Well, 
Sadly, at this point, it doesn't matter how fast she melts it. We're not going home for the holidays. Yeah, it's almost midnight. <sighs> I guess Christmas is canceled. Don't forget Hanukkah. We might as well just go to bed and start dreaming about next year. Oh, wait just a sticking minute there, folks. Methinks he's got it all wrong. Maybe, just maybe, the holidays mean a little bit more. It ain't about where you are. It's about who you're with. And the first one is family. 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 I can't believe I'm saying this, but that's right. That's right. My lip. Burp, burp, my lip's bleeding. Zuzu's petals. Strange, isn't it? Every robot touches so many other lives. When he ain't around, he leaves an awfully big old dummy. And I think this moment deserves a toast. Bridget, will you do the honors? To our robot Bert, the only robot in town. Merry, Merry Christmas, first squad. Should Looks like everything turned out just fine. Look out for us on social media at the Versecast on Twitter and on Instagram. And there's our music. And we will see you next year in the Verse. The Verse is presented by ScreenRadar.com and produced by Stephen Kruzakowski. So who wants some more eggnog to stay warm as we wait for the heat? Uh, I would, please. Me, please. Pick it. Uh, I'm good. What's going on over there? Look! The meteor! It's melted! Wait a second. That's no meteor. It's... it's... No. It can't be. Crunchworth! God bless us. Everyone. Now, why just on my head? Who the bloody hell are you? Who am I? Who are you? And who's that? A second Emilia? What? 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 I think it's time you focus. Every time a printer prints, an angel gets its wings. That is not how that goes. The game's upon us. And just for the holidays, you have ten seconds. Ten. Nine. Eight. Oh, oh no! Should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? 
Should old acquaintance be forgot, and the days of old lang syne, for old lang syne, my dear, for old lang syne, we'll drink a cup of kindness yet. For Merry Christmas.